Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy, founders of the Anti-Aging Clinic in Lauderhill, Florida, where the alternatives matter. Now here are your hosts, David and Stephanie Tippy. Welcome to our listeners. This is Stephanie Tippy, and you are listening to Aging Younger Radio. David and I can be reached at 954-742-4430, and you can visit us online at livelonger123.com. We have a very exciting show this evening, and before I bring in our guest, I'd like to just throw out a question to our 130,000 global listeners, and I would like to thank you all for bringing us to where we are today and making us a, a featured host here on Blog Talk Radio. But the question I have is, have you ever started on a journey to a specific destination only to end up somewhere completely different. To answer that question with me in studio this evening, I have writer-producer Rana Prince, uh, who began filming The Sacred Journey of the Heart, and she had absolutely no intention of sharing her long-buried secrets. So, during this interview, you will witness the profound transformation as Rana will open up her heart to reveal her own personal healing experience as she journeys to a new destination of genuine, genuine heart-centered living. And that's what this show is all about this evening, heart Centered, authentic living. And that being said, I'd like to welcome Rana Prince to Aging Younger Radio. Hi, Stephanie. Thanks so much for having me on today. Well, I'm really excited, Rana, because I I did watch the film, and the first before we get into the the heart, if you will, of the matter of this entire show, I'd like for you to let our listeners know how they can get a hold of that fil- of the film, the DVD. Uh, it's wonderful. It it, it left a, a it touched my heart deeply. Well, they can go to the website, which is the same as the film title, sacredjourneyoftheheart.com. It's all, all one word, and that's our website address, and they can get the film um, there. They can either get the DVD. A lot of people like me, I like to have the DVD and watch it over and over again. And uh, many people we, we know watch the film five and six times because they email me and say, you know, it looks like a different movie the second or third time. And you can also get a streaming online copy, but if you decide to go for the DVD copy, um, we have a special holiday um, coupon that's called Ship on Us, like ship, as shipping, <laughs> ship on us. And you, if you enter that at checkout, you get a free free shipping. And so that's something we're doing for the first time, a sacred journey of the heart. Well, that's wonderful that you're offering free shipping, and I, I do encourage all uh, of our listeners to tap into this. Uh, it's a wonderful film. And... So let's get into it. Let, let, let's talk and go back and forth about heart-centered living. And I'd like for you to please tell us first how a lasting transformation can begin with the personal journey of one's own heart. Well, I had been on a personal quest, like I'm sure many of your listeners are, to, to change some things in my life, some things that really weren't working. And at, uh, in about 2003, I left the corporate world and started to work with uh, individual clients as an intuitive counselor and a coach. And so we were looking at how do we change certain things in life that we'd like to be slightly different, you know, and sometimes, some were little, some were big. And we were working a lot with these ideas of, uh, that were popular at the time of attraction. So if we would just think the right thing and imagine and say visualizations and affirmations from our mind that things should change. And they would change a little bit. Things would move a bit. Things would, you know, we would get some confirmations. Things would happen. But then it was sort of inevitable that things would slide back into a similar position or else it would crop up somewhere else. And so I started to think, well, there must be something that we're missing. And for me, the missing piece was obvious. It was we're missing the heart. We're missing the feeling. And it wasn't until I really brought that into full-scale integration in my own work and my own life and then with my clients that things, the lasting change really happened when we bring 
the feelings and the and the thoughts into integration, the mind and the body, that's when lasting change really happens. And so that's that's why I, I speak of it this way, that the true lasting transformation happens when we bring the full power of the heart on board. That's very powerful. But what comes to my mind immediately as you started talking about leaving corporate uh, the corporate world into becoming uh, becoming a, 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 a an advisor, I, I I don't know how you did it, but I I can relate. I'd like you to share it because I left corporate America. I was in corporate America for well over 30 years before I came into the uh, healing aspect of uh, with my husband with Aging Younger Anti-Aging Clinic, and we're all about the natural healing. And one thing that I should bring out, and I'm sure you are well aware of this, Rana, is that the healing is uh, mind, body, spirit, and now I'm going to add to that heart mind, body, spirit, and heart, because you have brought a great awareness to me with your film, with, uh, with heartfelt uh, living. And so how did you manage to go from being a corporate banker to becoming an intuitive counselor? Well, I'd have to say that, in a way, the, the universe kicked me out because I, I wouldn't have willingly left that. I loved my job, and a lot of people you know, that are kind of on the quest of consciousness. It must have been so hard for you to stay in banking and numbers. And I said, actually, it was a lot of fun. I met great people. I traveled all over the country. And it was through one of the, you know, big mergers and acquisition and among the major banks that um, my position was eliminated. And so I found myself without a job. And I, I knew at some point in my life I would be called to be of greater service to help people. And that goes back to when I was 13 years old. I had this awareness because I had a, a tumor actually that was growing on my spine and I wasn't able to tell anybody about it because in my family, as you you know from watching the film, I experienced childhood abuse for 10 years. So we couldn't talk about the body. That was off limit. And when, when the abuse ended for me, I had so much anxiety, talk about mind, body, spirit connection, that my body had to do something with it. So it developed a tumor. I lived like that for six months thinking I was going to die and not being able to tell anyone, so I was going around very morosely. And one night and I was praying, and like the desperate 13-year-old child can pray, and I had just this presence enter my room and start to you know, fill me with unconditional love, and just I can't even describe it. It was amazing. And then there was some messages in that. It's like you're going to grow up, you'll be fine. You get up in the morning and tell your mother, you know, you get it taken care of, and it was we got it removed. It was a benign tumor, but you know, I didn't know that for a long time. And then, the, then the message, the sense I had was at some point I was going to be called that I would need to help people in a different way because I always had this intuitive sense. I knew things before other people knew them, and I was aware of what you know people's emotions, even when they seemed not to be. And so when that when I lost that job, fast forward 30 years, and I lost the job in corporate America, and I tried to go back and have another job. That company failed. And the third time around, I looked around and I said, I'm, I'm not really enjoying this anymore. I, I think it's time. I think I'm getting that tap on the shoulder that it's time to, to do something different and really use these gifts I have to be able to help people, you know, really hone into what's going on and get clear about it. And so Isn't that's it, when I said... I'm sorry. Go ahead. I'm sorry. So I just, that's when I just said, this this is it, I, I'm going to, I surrender. You know, I surrender to this. It was weird. I didn't know how it was going to look, and I had no idea if I was going to be any good at it. And so that's, uh, but uh, the moment I surrendered, then the doors just flew open, and people invited me to, to start my practice in their in their stores or with their patients and clients, and that's what I've been doing ever since. Isn't it amazing how the universe works? Because it, it I, I, I was... Uh, I would. I said no. I was doing consulting work, and I, I like you in corporate America, but I was corporate Latin America, and I was the Latin American connection for 30 years for major corporations working in, with uh, medical equipment devices, and uh, I finally said uh, no to the, the contract that was uh, presented before me in 2012 because I, I wasn't in agreement with the conditions and, you know, the way that they wanted to pay and then, lo and behold, I, do, I, I couldn't go back to it anymore. I, I, it, it, was, it, it served its purpose at the time, but now my calling, like yours, is different in that I am here to 
bring health awareness uh, to people to look, so that they can learn that the body can heal naturally. All they have to do is just believe, and this is going to lead to the uh, next question for you, Rana, because it all has to do with the sacred journey of the heart. I believe that the first step to self-healing is to be aware that we are all connected or connectedness, and I believe you believe that as well. I do, and I know that it's uh, when I started the film process, I thought it was, you know, like a metaphor or it was something I knew spiritually. I could sense it and feel it, but I really didn't know it. But now, you know, as we, we revealed as the film, you know, shifted gears, as I went into my own heart's journey, we, the scientists uh, started to appear in the film and uh, people that I, were, that I was meeting at the Institute of Heart Math, they said there's studies that show how connected we are not only to each other, but to the actual fields of earth. And so we explore that and, and give the evidence of that in the film. And it's very um, fun for me as a filmmaker to sit at the back of an audience in theaters while people are watching the film and they turn to each other and they talk and they say, I didn't know that. And or they're saying, this is amazing. And there's certain parts in the film, I know why people have to watch it over again because they miss the next bits of information as they're, as they're talking about what was just discussed in the film. Well, it... it it's all based on quantum physics and 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 it's every everything in this universe has its own energetic signature and and what what i loved about the film and i i didn't put it in perspective until i actually saw the graphics in the film how the energy grid around the the planet is so connected to our own energy circle I I, was, I knew it, yeah. but I, I didn't put it all together until I saw those graphics. And that's why, again, Ronan, why don't you tell my listeners how they can get a hold of this uh, of your uh, film, Sacred Journey of the Heart? It's right on our website, sacredjourneyoftheheart.com, and it's available on both DVD and a 48-hour uh, streaming rental download, which is which is good. But if you're if you really want to explore the film, a lot of people get it for 48 hours that I wish I'd gotten a DVD because I want to watch it or I want to you know, share it with my friends. So um, the, I think the DVD is the way to go. So do I. I agree. I agree. And I will watch it again and again because it it is very powerful. I have a personal question I'd like to ask you. Um, I, I know you, it, it, during the filming, you real you revealed about your sexual abuse as a as an as a child and during the film in the film when you were playing the game uh what is the, what was that game called it's uh, a radical forgiveness game called satori which means awakening yes satori and one of the cards that you picked uh you you how you you or blaming you weren't blaming, but you were saying, "I, I, I know you did this to me. I hate you. I, 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 I for what you did, you took my power away." But my question to you: How, how are you with it today? Did you ever confront those people? Um, I never confronted the actual abusers, and that's not even necessary, and sometimes it's not recommended in the process of radical forgiveness. It was a real turning point for me, and just to let people know that part of the film is a real small part of the movie. It's, there's seven chapters, and we only really talk about my personal story in Chapter 2 because I don't want people to have the idea it's about my journey of healing from abuse. That's presented in there, but there's so much more. Um, but I really didn't find the need to go back and... Um, you know, confront uh, the person that this happened with because all all forgiveness really comes down to self-forgiveness. And I was holding on to, you know, what a child's perception of that I must have done something wrong, I must have brought this on in myself. And so it really came, was about the shift in perspective that that experience happened for my soul's growth and healing. And in my case, it's pretty obvious to see because when I was able to really move into forgiveness of the, the perpetrator of that experience, childhood experience it gave me the strength and the courage to be vulnerable and to show my true self on film so i can spread and share a bigger message today so for me that's the purpose is is evident you know and experiencing that as a child it allows me the privilege of doing what i do today to help so 
so many people, and this is an issue that's faced by three out of five women, the statistics say, and one out of six men. So this isn't just an isolated few. It's it's majority of women uh, on in our country, at least, have experienced some form of, of sexual abuse or trauma. I didn't know the statistics were that high. Yeah, they really are, and it's in that it's 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 so common, and um, it's. It's a it's a lifelong journey to recover from something like that and to really truly heal. And I've done 15 years of talk therapy and what I call an alphabet soup of all kinds of other things that were helpful in its own time and way, like EMDR and EFT and shamanic soul retrieval, all kinds of things on the quest of you know, getting myself back. And it wasn't until the process of making this movie where the real transformation happened. And we we show that in the first two minutes of the film. You know, what's the benefit of doing this heart work? Well, just look at the first two minutes of the movie. You can see the first two minutes online when you press the watch online button. You can see those first two minutes for free. See, what's the benefit of heart-based living? Look at how I look before and how I look now. It's a pretty big difference that I'm, I'm sure you noticed also. I did. That was the first thing I noticed, uh, the picture of you before. You could see the sadness. Your soul your soul was not complete. Oh. And you're a beautiful woman, and, and your eyes today, they sparkle. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I was just living sort of thinking I was doing okay and hoping nobody really noticed that I was feeling disconnected and, and and sad, but, you know, the camera, what came up in the film is the camera can't lie on those things. If I was trying to talk on the on camera about compassion and healing and love and I was not going to share my story in the film at all, that wasn't the original intention. So when I saw those edits coming back from the from the editor, I said, there's no way I can be a, quote, expert in my movie when I look like it's scared deer in the headlights. And the only thing moving when I'm talking about love is my mouth, you know, just saying these words. And so that's what really led me into my own deeper heart's journey. Well, but how did you, how did you get on this quest to begin with? Who, who put the, who was the uh, initiator of this film? Well, it was it was my idea, my uh, inspiration, because I wanted to show, and my work as a private counselor and coach, and I still am doing that to this day, I wanted to do a bit of a, uh, in two things, an inspirational film to, prom- that would promote my work, because I was starting to take people to sacred sites, uh, first in the U.S. and then in other places around the world. We, went to, we would go to Sedona, and there's a wonderful place in southern Illinois, Cahokia, that has some ancient uh, burial mounds, and we were going to, to the U.K. and visiting places like the Chalice Well, and so I thought, wouldn't it be great if we had a little promotional video and I can show other clients come on these trips with us because people would go to these on these trips with me, and out of the ordinary routine, they would transform. Their hearts would open. They would have these big realizations and ahas and go back and do some amazing things after these trips. And so I wanted to do that, number one. And number two was to show it really is about the heart, but I wasn't quite there myself. So it was really my idea to share that new message and then also to promote my work and the trips I was doing. And then the, we went and did the filming, and, the, and then the film completely transformed. I never really had an idea of filming a full-length feature documentary. Now I can say award-winning documentary because we've won um, a couple awards now, the Best Inspirational Documentary Film and... Uh, Award of Excellence in Jakarta, Indonesia, as the film's going international. Oh, kudos, wonderful. Yeah, so that's I can say now we're award-winning in the last few months. It says it's caught the caught the attention of the world, and I didn't really mean to make a movie with people like Greg Braden and Dr. Joe Dispenza and Colin Tipping. But once I went on to my own heart's journey, I realized I have something a lot more than just a little promotional video. I have a full-length documentary film that has turned out to be you know, a piece of work that I'm very, I'm very proud of and I'm very honored to share with people. Well, you should be, Rana, because it is a masterpiece. Um, how, did you, how did you get all, everybody together? How did you bring the whole entire crew, including, including you, even, you were even able to tap into the Mayan elders, yeah, it was really just about trusting and just following my heart because if my mind was going to try to figure out, well, how am I going to get this person and that person, I never could have done it. I would, it would have been either would not have been completed or something entirely different. And, and, and an example of you know what happens when you follow your heart instead of your head is how Dr. Joe Dispenza came into the film. And Are you familiar with Joe, Joe Dispenza and his work? 
Uh, not really, but I listened to him. Uh, he's a he's a chiropractic physician, yeah. and he's he, he's very spiritual. But did I know of him before? To be honest, no. Okay, and some some people do, some don't. He was he's a favorite in um, What the Bleep, which is a very groundbreaking film about quantum physics and our and emotions and the chemistry of emotions. Well, he's he's very sought after figure. He's very very busy traveling the world, and if and I we wanted him to contribute to the movie because we knew that with his expertise in the mind and then in the, the heart he'd be a wonderful addition. I'm sitting in we've been after his, you know his assistant for about six months wanting to film him, and she finally called me on a Thursday when I was in a town in the Midwest, and she said, uh, which was not Chicago, <laughs> it was uh, Des Moines, Iowa. I was working with clients. She called and said, Dr. Joe can film with you on um, Saturday night up in the suburbs of Chicago. Well, I couldn't get there. My editor knew nobody to to be a camera guy up in Chicago. So he said, let me just call a couple people, look around on the Internet and see if I can find a camera crew for you for two days from now. And so I just, because if I was going to try to figure out, I would have said there's no way we can pull this off in two days. That would have been the answer from my mind. You know, I'm, I'm not there. We don't know anybody. So Skip, my director, called back and said, I have two names for you. Um, and try these guys, they look to be okay. So I called the first guy, Ned Miller, and I said, you know, I have to explain who I was, what I wanted to do, because I, I liked the sound of his name. It just sounded real solid, Ned Miller. And, I, and he said, oh, I'd love to do this. It sounds like a great project, but I have tickets to this event that's non-refundable, and I'm really looking forward to it. And I said, uh, Ned, would that happen to be for Dr. Joe Dispenza on Saturday night? And he said, it, yes, it is. <laughs> So he already, the one cameraman out of however many there in Chicago already had tickets to the event, and he said, I just put my camera in the car, and that's an example of following your heart, because my rational mind would have said, I can't can't be done. But I just kept trusting and saying, let's just see what happens. And and that's how we have the wonderful presence of Joe Dispenza and all his wisdom in our film. Now, I've been to Guatemala, and how did you get the Mayan elders well, the, um, a lot of the elders were filmed by our director, Skip Thomas, in a series of events that he, w- he went to. I wasn't at um, most of those. And so he had the footage already and was able to contribute into our film to bring in the element that was seemed to be really important That we, as we were focusing on the scientists that said, well, if now we're, oh, my gosh, guess what? We're connected. We're, here's how we're connected through the human heart, and and here's the evidence of it. That Skip had done some of this uh, footage earlier and said it's the same message that the ancestors and their teachings are saying is of course they know that that we're all connected. That's been their their belief and their understanding in all of the great spiritual traditions um, for for a very long time. And just because now you Western scientists can prove it doesn't mean that it's anything new. So we thought that would be a great addition to the film to bring that those wisdom teachings um, you know into. Uh, into the film and share that perspective also with the audience. It, it was, and uh, I, I appreciated it because I have such a strong affinity to uh, Central and South America, and I even uh, spent uh, three months in Honduras, which is uh, a neighbor to Guatemala, and have visited the Mayan ruins. Uh, we're going to take a very short break, and we will be right back. I would like to uh, ask my listeners to please uh, stay with us. You are listening to Stephanie Tippy with Aging Younger Radio and Rana Prince. Look your best safely without surgery. We offer non-surgical facelift treatments complete with professional skincare products utilizing magical copper. The Anti-Aging Clinic shows you weight management and body contouring, all safe and non-invasive. Turn back the hands of time with Growth Factor Spray. Antioxidants are our first line of defense against aging. Our professionals can scientifically verify if your vitamins are working with new laser technology. Get your score by calling today. longevity will follow. The brain and endocrine system control your body, including things like weight gain. When your hormones are out of balance, your body cannot function properly. Call the Anti-Aging Clinic and begin to age younger today. Call 954-742-4430. That's 954-742-4430. We are back, and thank you for staying with us. 
Rana, I wanted to play those uh, commercials because uh, I'm going to bring up a, a, a point uh, that occurred uh, during the filming. Your, your director, Skip Thomas, was diagnosed with cancer during the editing. And uh, David and I here at the Anti-Aging Clinic, uh, we believe uh, that it, the body can heal itself. We just have to believe. But do you believe that there is a reason that it occurred for so many during, because you also had uh, Sarah McLean uh, mm -hmm. had uh, cancer as well. Am I correct? Sarah had gone through her experience and was just recounting, you know, her healing from it and how, how she experienced But Skip was the one, the only person in the film project that had that happen in the middle of, of it. And I think it's because we were all being led deeper into our own hearts. You know, you, you teach that which you most need to learn. And so here I was sort of shut down thinking I was doing fine. And, well, I kind of knew, part of me knew I wasn't quite where I wanted to be. Um, and in Skip's case, and he, he's given me permission to talk about it, he was... Um, he, he was he he was taking his direction from me because I'm the one that was the visionary and the writer and he was supposed to be editing and doing what I wanted. Well, the cancer that he was diagnosed with was bladder cancer and he was being led to face the fact that he was literally, you know, let's say peed off at women his whole life, uh, women that were in authority that told him what to do. So that sort of brought that shadow aspect up and, and then he went on his own healing journey and, um, you know, is completely healthy today, and as a result of that, it ended up at one of the film events meeting the woman who went on to become his wife. So he's he really went into that part of himself, that stuck emotion, which I think is, I'm sure in your practice you see that as a very important part of any disease process is stuck emotion and where most of us are lodging our stuck emotions in a variety of places in the body, but it's, there's always a component of unhealed emotion that's in the heart. And so that's why I think it's so important to dive into the heart, as we say in the theme of the film, to dive in there, to tune in, to see what's in the heart, and then in doing that work to lighten up and, you know, to have the wake-up call happen by our choice rather than, you know, something like that what Skip went through, um, you know, that he said he wouldn't have gone on that journey any other way. So it served a purpose for him and helped him really get in touch and release that old anger towards the women authority figures in his life and be in a totally different place today. Amazing. Again, I say the universe has a way of bringing people together the right time, the right moment, and and it's it, all you have to do is be open to it and receive because there yeah. are healing frequencies out there and, and, and it, coming together uh, what you have done in this film, uh, you you helped Skip. You healed Skip by putting this film together. I think well, you it's, had it's a, certainly, a, a, you it's were the opportunity to look at you know the unhealed parts within himself, and I think we just served as the film served as a catalyst for him as it did for myself. And as he says in the film, it, it, we we started out thinking it was. You know, those of us with the vision looking through the camera lens of what's happening out there when it was the universe looking back at us saying, okay, you're doing this project now, what are you going to do with it yourself? <laughs> so that's where we where we ended up with an opportunity. Some people could say, you know, it was a great challenge. Why would you do this work? It's hard. It's arduous. It's long. And one of the lines in the film is Mary Morrissey who says, you know, the, the, the saying from Anais Nin, it's the, the pain of being bound up in the bud with all this unhealed emotion is much greater than the you know than the joy that you experience this great joy when you open it up and unpack it and really free yourself from those old stories of the past i tell you there are a lot of people that need to be healed and uh that, that's why what you have done is uh by putting it together in in a it's only an hour and a half the video and uh it, people can sit down, listen, and learn, and, and, and heal. They can start to heal. And then I'm sure uh, you are open to receiving um, uh, new clients. Am I correct? Uh, yes, I'm still working. I'm working with individual clients, and in part of uh, the process of going through the film, I became certified as a coach in radical forgiveness, which is the big turning point for me, and I also became licensed with the Institute of Heart Math to help people um, 
deal with the underlying chronic stress. I'd realized I'd been under chronic stress, and you can see that in the first two minutes in the before and after. So I help people manage their, you know, health and their, their, I'm sure you talk about the adrenal glands and the importance of that. And my co-producer of my film, Dr. Donald Backstrom, is a chiropractor in MS clinical psychology. And in his practice, he says, you know, it doesn't matter what nutrition people are taking, what they're doing, if their adrenal glands are, are very, are stressed and they're under chronic stress, you can eat organic stuff all day long. You can take the best vitamins. You can do whatever mantras and belief systems you like, but you've got to take care of that underlying stress in your adrenal glands. And so that uh, I also do that with people. I work with the proven practices of the Institute of HeartMath to help people learn how to not just manage stress, but to choose how, whether they're going to be under stress at all in the first place. And we really have that within our capability. Where is the Institute of HeartMath? It's in uh, Northern California in a little town called uh, Beaver Creek in the Santa Ana Mountains, and so it's it's uh, up north, and I go up there regularly for training, and I'm doing another training in a couple weeks, and it's a, a really wonderful organization that's bringing the science and the and the practice of living in greater balance to people. It's helping people of all ages with all kinds of conditions, post-traumatic stress, and, you know, kids in school and the stress that they're under. It's, it's a great organization. It sounds it. Uh, well, stress is the number one killer. Stress leads to all disease. Stress leads to the inflammation uh, response uh, of the body. Inflammation is, I believe, the first response that the body will have when it's under attack by stress. So let, let me ask you, how, what are some of your techniques to assist people who are under extreme stress? Well, we talk about it right in the movie, and actually the Roland McCready, the lead scientist from HeartMath, is on the film talking about one of the simplest techniques that we can do uh, throughout the day that starts to just automatically de-stress the body, and it's called quick coherence. And coherence is a term that really means a, a where the heart and the mind are in, in sync. And we've found out and we show in the film that a lot of people think that the mind, the brain is where, where where the messages are coming from to tell the body what to do. And Dr. McCready says it's the opposite of that. It's 80% of the signals to tell the brain what to do, traveling up the two vagus nerves from the heart to the brain, 80% start in the heart and go to the brain. And so when we learned how to harness the power of the heart and we realized that the heart's where the action is, we can do this simple technique called quick coherence, and it's three steps. I'll share it with you right now. And the first step is heart focus, so you just focus on your heart for a moment. And for some people that are really all up in their mind, you almost you have to touch your heart physically. I mean, it sort of brings you into connection with your physiological heart, so it's just focusing on the heart for a moment. And then you, the second step is heart breathing. So you imagine that you're breathing through your heart, and it's not really that big of a stretch because it's surrounded by, you know, hearts around your, your lungs surround your heart, and you just imagine you, the breath is coming in and out of your heart, and when we do that, automatically you start to slow down your breathing, and ideally it's about five to six seconds on the in-breath and five to six seconds on the out-breath. And that alone, we know you can use the breath to start to balance the, the nervous, the two parts of the nervous system that helps de-stress. When you add the third step, which is heart feeling, that's where the real power comes in, because we start to then bring on board the feeling of gratitude or the feeling of appreciation, which is a great time here in, in, you know, in November to be focusing on gratitude and appreciation. But if we're doing it every day, well, the scientists have found out that feeling of gratitude, that you start to just feel something small you know, that you appreciate or you're grateful for, like it's a, a beautiful fall evening or you know, that family are coming into town, maybe not that one for some people, but just something small, flower, a sunset, a pet, you know, a grandchild, just that gratitude feeling, it starts to send a very different signal into the field around us. And those three simple steps, you can practice at any time, anywhere, and start to de-stress your system to the extent that you get to choose when you really practice and master this, and I do this with my clients on one-on-one -on -one basis, you get to choose what hormone you're excreting into your body. I absolutely know now if I'm if I'm going to stay stressed I'm going to I'm choosing to put cortisol that stress hormone in my body. I can do this little technique and I can absolutely flip the switch and start to put DHEA 
the youth and vitality hormone, which you're all about, I get to choose which one goes into my body all day long. That's how in the film I aged backwards. I didn't do it in any <laughs> so other younger. You aged I younger. I did. Okay, you're aging younger, what you're all about. And and through this technique and some of the other things and the radical forgiveness, I said, I'm going to, uh, gosh, I didn't know I could control it. I'm going to put the vitality hormone into my body, and I can now, and I do every single day. Let me, you know, it's amazing you brought up the hormones because I was going to ask you a question that fell right into hormones because when when you're doing this exercise, I would imagine then the oxytocin levels, which is a, a, a hormone in the brain uh, that uh, is a happiness hormone, if you will, that, that the oxytocin levels must increase at the same time. Have any well, studies been done? Well, I'm I'm not sure if the heart math has done that, but I just know, so I don't know the answer to that question. I know how I feel, though, because I do this practice on um, the the devices developed by HeartMath, the M-Wave, which is a little device you can plug into your computer or you can hold it, another one that's called Inner Balance. They both do the same thing. The Inner Balance goes right onto your smartphone, and both of those are available on my website on sacredjourneyoftheheart.com if you want to use the technology, award-winning technology from HeartMath. So you can see what signal you're sending out. Um, I know when I do 10 minutes of this practice in the morning, I feel, I feel better. I feel happy. I feel, uh, you know, peaceful, and that sets the stage for the rest of my day. So it's what we call in heart math. I'm building resilience. I'm, I'm building that emotional resilience so that when something does come up, and it will, you know, that I remember. Oh, I'm going to choose. I'm not going to go into the stress response. I'm going to go in one breath and two breaths because I'm, I'm trained on this now. My body's physiological response is trained to stay in autonomic nervous system balance so I don't go into the uh, sympathetic response where it's fight, flight, or fright. And I, I can start down that road and then go, oh, wait a second, you know, go right into that coherent space and then send a different signal encoded. Beat to beat, we're sending encoded emotions into the field. That can be measured. And when you're in the stress response, it looks like a seismograph, like an earthquake. And when you're in this place of coherence, it's like a nice, smooth sine wave up and down, up and down. And even though we think, you know, people can't feel that, you can. People can absolutely feel it because your heart's broadcasting it thousands of, you know, feet out from your body is this emotion that's coming through. It's, it, they can't measure anything from your mind with the instruments we have, more than about two or three inches. They can measure the signal from your heart eight to ten feet away from your body. Rana, how long does it take somebody to tap into this uh, exercise before they have it down uh, pat where they can de-stress totally? Well, you get an automatic benefit from, from going into that state. You know, It can happen pretty quickly, but it, it, it just takes about two to three weeks of practicing, five minutes a day, five or ten minutes a day. And, and the beauty of it is, uh, you know, when something happens, when you're in a meeting and someone starts flying off the handle, you don't have to say, just a minute, I have to leave the room now so I can go away and meditate and get back into peace and calm. When you're practicing it five or ten minutes a day and it just takes a few weeks, you tell you, you give yourself, oh, I don't, I don't have to take this in, and you move into heart coherence look with your eyes wide open looking at the person, and it often diffuses the very situation that you're in the midst of. I've seen it happen over and over many times myself. Because that signal of peace and calm is being broadcast to the other person. They just kind of lose their energy around what they were riled up around because we're that connected in the heart field. It, can you imagine uh, what this, well, I believe, let's take a step back, that our conscious thoughts is what creates the reality around us. So that doing your exercise uh, for uh, to bring down the stress levels, if other people can pick up on those uh, heart waves, if you will, then the whole world would start changing even and start vibrating at a higher uh, vibration, which we are doing right now, which is occurring. The paradigm is occurring now. And... Uh, your film, The journey, uh, Sacred Journey of the Heart, just solidifies everything that is occurring around us and within us on this planet. Well, the exciting thing is the, what you just suggested, that we can raise the vibration of the planet. The scientists are starting to prove that. It's no longer a conjecture. And Greg Braden talks about this in the film when he says what happened 
one on one particular day where the electromagnetic fields of the Earth uh, demonstrated this big spike. And there's two satellites that orbit around the Earth, the geosynchronous satellites that are always sending back information about the electro the condition of Earth's electromagnetic field, which happens to be, by no coincidence, the exact overlap of the human heart field. Same as Roland McCready, the scientist, says it's not even close. It's an exact overlap, and that's the graphic you were talking about earlier. So he said there was one particular day that there was a huge spike, and uh, they laid the data from these satellites on the timeline, and they said it was within 10 minutes of the first plane hitting the Twin Tower on 9-11. That's another big aha moment in the film, and Greg goes on to explain it some more. But what they found out, so this was a human emotion is what the scientists are believing, caused the spike, our collective outpouring of emotion, like anger and sadness and some of it compassion and wanting to help and come to the aid and solace of, of the people that were in the midst of this. So uh, that's the only thing that they can make sense of with the same exact frequency overlap of our own heart. Now they know that on things like International Peace Day, they've also seen a spike in Earth's electromagnetic field as thousands of people are coming together to pray for peace, to send care and focused attention, as we do as part of the Global Coherence Initiative of HeartMath. And that's a free thing on the web. You can join the Global Coherence Initiative Dot org and sign up to be part of a, a meditation once a month of people praying for peace and comfort in various parts of the world, earth. And they're seeing spikes in the electromagnetic field when people collectively come together for the common good. Isn't that's like the best exciting news I've ever I've heard in a long time. That's, that's wonderful. how powerful we are. We are very powerful. So let me ask you something on the flip side now. Do you think um, the the frequencies that we humans emit uh, cause the catastrophes that occur? For example, the the typhoon that just hit the Philippines? Do you think uh, what what other people, the negative, the dark side, because they're there are a lot of dark people out there. Not everybody is full of light and, light and love, unfortunately, and that's why you're, you're here and your movie is here to bring everybody over to the light side. But would, have any studies been done to, to, to show that there might be a correlation uh, from um, dark uh, frequencies being admitted by people to, uh, for the catastrophes occurring? I, I'm not aware of any studies, you know, that link human beings to, you know, Earth-based catastrophes at all. You know, but if you go and conjecture that we are all really connected, then um, Earth is going through a lot of strange things and, and times. As one of our um, natives in the film, uh, we call him Uncle, who is the shaman from the Greenland Eskimo uh, tribe, says, you know, we we have said in our prophecies have said there will be a time when we won't have spring, summer, and fall, as he says, no more. You know, And he said, we don't. We don't have the seasons like we used to. We have things happening sort of out of season. But, um, you know, if, if we're all connected, you know, I'm not so sure it's the negative emotion causing earth changes, but, um, you know, certainly we've shown in the Maharishi effect that human beings praying around at, at certain times can cause a dramatic decrease in crime. You'd think we'd all better... You know, have our assigned uh, prayer and meditation time, <laughs> the crime rates would go down. But, uh, you know, I, I think the an explanation I heard from um, Michael Beckwith was we're really operating in a quantum physics state that's called condensate form, where we have two realities operating at one time. This, this new paradigm that we're in about the interconnection and understanding the light and the love, and that's a higher, more honoring frequency in the old world that's passing away, operating in the same space at the same time, just like a condensate particle in quantum physics. You can have two particles op- occupying the same space at very different vibrations. And I think that's what we're, ha- what we're, we're experiencing right now is the death of that old way and the, the birth of the new, and we're in the midst of some pretty intense birthing pangs. <laughs> oh, to, to say the least. But that is so true that, uh, again, it, it's always been the, the light versus the dark uh, from... The, since the the Big Bang when uh, the world was created, um, but uh, can can you let's go back to the heart, okay? And can you just tell me tell us what the scientists and researchers are confirming about the heart's intelligence? It's important. I know we briefly touched upon it, Rona, but 
confirm it again because everybody thinks the brain is is the um, is what does the controlling, but without the heart, the brain doesn't function. Well, what I found out in making the film was that the heart's much more than a circulatory organ. It's been classified also as part of the endocrine system that it's, it emits, it creates and secretes its own hormones, and it's also part of the neurologic system. There's a study, a field of study called neurocardiology because the heart has its own intrinsic brain and the heart is sending signals, like I said, for 80% um, of them called afferent nerves where the signal originates, go from the heart to the brain um, to give the brain information about what to, what to think, you know, how to, what, what sort of hormones to excrete. You know, I'm not the scientist, so I can't really go into all the scientific information other than what's presented in the film. But they also know scientifically that my heart, if we're sitting in the same room, my heartbeat is can be measured in your brain waves, and your heartbeat can be measured in mine. And that's how connected we are. We start to entrain, um, meaning we, we synchronize our heartbeats into our brain waves, and we really do know how each other, how we're feeling. And we can, we've all had the experience of someone with their back turned, someone coming into the room, and it's kind of like a creepy feeling, and that's just the feeling, you know, of some of one of these people who are pessimistic or negative coming into the room. And so we, we do know how we're feeling. We just haven't really honed in on the skill and the capability. And, you know, I was, I never lost that as a child. I always kind of knew and, and uh, could tell how people were, were feeling and didn't shut that down. So we're really connected in that way, and the heart's, the heart, when we when we bring the heart on board and learn this technique of the heart coherence, our brain works a lot better. We're able to. They've done this in study. This is lots of studies that heart math kids perform better on tests. There's a reason that many of the Olympic teams are using this device I talked about, the uh, Inner Balance or M Wave that's available on my website, because they perform better athletically. And it's also the power of the heart that then tells the brain, gives the brain a more coherent signal to get out of the stress response. And let the two these two very important organs work together in concert. I wish they had an institute of heart math here on the East Coast. Well, it takes a they they do a lot of online learning and um, well and a lot is available on the website just to to read the studies and to become familiar with the techniques and. You know, bring, I think everybody ought to have a, a M wave or an inner balance at, at home and practice it five minutes a day. I had a when we first showed the film, I had a a great big six foot five uh, Chicago police officer got got drugged to the film by his wife, and we had a, a talk after it. And he said, you know, if everybody uh, ha- saw your film, I wouldn't have a job, and that would make me very happy. That is true. That there would be no crime. There would be no crime. Yeah. Ronak, Ronak, excuse me, can you share with us some of the practices that can be used to create change on personal and planetary levels by learning to live fully in the heart? Well, we talk about this throughout the film, and I, I mentioned it earlier. It's uh, you know, in addition to the, the quick coherence that anybody can master in a very relatively short period of time. Throughout the film, we talk about this the theme of dive in to the heart, dive in and see what's there, uh, because it, you know, as you know, there's a mind body connection, and heart disease is the number one killer of both men and women now, and there ha- there is definitely a connection with stuck in clogged emotions and clogged arteries. I mean, there just is. And this isn't just me as an intuitive saying it. The uh, Harvard Medical has done study after study to talk about the connection between um, health and, and belief systems. They found that the number one common belief system in, in cancer patients is if I show up for who I am, I won't be loved. So if we start to dive into the heart by choice rather than having something like in, like Todd Turley who said I'm, he died of a heart attack and was resuscitated and came back, if we choose to go into the heart and dive into the emotions that are there and start to find a walk our way into letting go of that, the healing of the emotions, and I say step two, tune in to what is there and then lighten up as I light, as I literally lit up in the process of healing my buried emotions of resentment and um, and I went out real far on a limb and, you know, expressed what was in there, hatred. When you're a kid and that's happening to you, that's there. 
And if you never face that, that's going to show up in other ways in your life or in your body. So by the practice of going into the heart, and I take people and my individual clients on, you know, their heart journeys. We go sometimes closing your eyes. Sometimes some people who have been in situations of trauma or abuse, we don't want to start doing any practice by closing the eyes because that is frightening. So sometimes we just keep our eyes open and start to feel what does it feel like in, in your heart. It's not uncommon for people to say, well, I don't feel anything, which is very important information because that means you're really cut off from this powerful center of your being that can synchronize your, your thoughts and your brain processes to work even better. So we just tune into what's there at, any, at someone's level of comfort. Not everybody you know, is comfortable to dive all the way in and just see what's there. We just walk into it, and then at the end of every process, is we do some what I call lighten up. Do something that's fun, and you know this is it's a journey. It's not a it's it's not a sprint. You know it just takes whatever it takes and lighten up and appreciate the good that's in your life. And then you know the next time we go into the heart, we know that it's not all about just suffering and pain. It's about freeing yourself from the vestiges of the past. You know, growing up as a kid, I, I it was instilled in me the heart is supposed to equate to love. Mm-hmm. And it, it it's uh, it's it's said that so many people have um, their heart burdened with unresolved issues that have occurred to during their childhood or through their adulthood, and that's why it's wonderful to have people like you, uh, Rana, to assist them in uh, finding their heartfelt uh, life and to live it to the fullest and to live a loving, authentic life. That's really the gift that I got in making the film was coming into that real place of heart-centered balance in my life instead of just trying to you know, be thinking about how I looked and if I was saying the right thing and intellectualizing. Um, you know, like Roland McCready says in the movie, you know, I'm glad I have a really brilliant mind and I can think these things but when I brought my heart into balance with that then I was able to be more connected with the people in my life and my kids and more present and grounded and just you know things flow a lot easier and I don't have those you know back and forth those big swings of things happening and uh, you know things happen to me still but it just you know I go into my heart and I just say you know, get into coherence, and I know there's a greater purpose. And, you know, with their feelings that come up, I feel those. I don't shy away from feelings. I definitely don't do the, the bypass, as Colin says, where, you know, go, it's all good. No, I, if there's a feeling there, I feel it. I let that surface. I don't stuff it inside. And so, uh, you know, if anything, I have a much broader range of emotion, which is what I think being human is all about. Your, your, your kids uh, probably are very well-balanced. Well, yeah, they, you know, I have four kids and they are all doing different things, but they, they know when something comes up in life, they're going to hear from mom, well, did you, did you get on your M wave? Did you get into coherence today? And, you know, sometimes they just roll their eyes at the ceiling, but uh, other times they go and do it. And I've written a number of articles that have been published on HeartMath's site about what HeartMath has done for my kids and their performance and then the management of their, of the day-to-day stresses that teenage kids have today. Uh, and and that's you know it's a shame. Look at the suicide rate, how high mm-hmm. it is, the teenage yeah. suicide rate. It it it's it's terrible. Mm-hmm. So yeah, they don't, they're not being listened to, and they're not listening to themselves. And so I think it's why it's so critical that we get the message of the Institute of Heart Math into schools, and they're working on that, and it's it's happening. So I'm I'm excited about that. Who's uh, spearheading the the program for the schools? Um, I'm not sure if it, I think it's Sarah. Um, can't think of her last name, but I, I know she's listed as on the Institute of Heart Math. Uh, Deborah Rosman is uh, that I've interviewed and is in our film is involved in that also. So if people are interested in Heart Math and schools, all they have to do is go to HeartMath.org, O-R-G, and then they can find out all about that. And they have a wonderful program called Heart Smarts for school kids um, that, that works really well. And for older kids, they, uh, my daughter went through the program called uh, per- Performance Edge to take the anxiety out of her test taking, and she's doing wonderful. She's a senior in high school and headed to an Ivy League school next year. Oh, I wish they had that when I was a kid because uh, yeah. I was always stressed uh, when it came to testing. Huh. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah, there's so much out there that people can take advantage of. It's just, you know, getting on the computer right now and typing away, and there it's all there. You know, it's the wonderful thing about the time we live in. There's some challenges, but there's also so many gifts that we can have this information at our fingertips. And it's wonderful information, and I encourage everybody who's listening to this broadcast to go to Rana's site, sacredjourneyoftheheart.com, and uh, accept her uh, holiday offer of free shipping for the DVD for Sacred Journey of the Heart. And I can't say enough about the film. I, I, I truly enjoyed it, and I am grateful to have you here on the show with me this evening, Rana. Well, thank you, Stephanie. I, I can tell we could we could have a couple more hour-long conversations and still have more to talk about. I really appreciated your insightful questions and comments. Well, you know, I, I'd like to tap in, and, and and I don't know, who knows? Maybe one of these days, if I make it back to California, I'd love to go to the institute. Yeah, it's a wonderful place with lots of education, and uh, and uh, you know, when people are that heart-centered, it's a very welcoming, warm environment to be in. Is uh, are there any interns in there, uh, live-ins, or it's all uh, ambulatory? I don't think they have any interns. They have their staff. You know that that when they do training on site, and they're always doing research up there. So we, people come are coming in and out, and they have little uh, cottages and uh, housing that you can stay in when you're training on site, which is nice because the, the nearest um, lodging is about thirty minutes down a very windy dirt road. <laughs> oh. So it is really in, in in the wilderness where you it can is. Uh, uh-huh. it, you can concentrate yep, and, not be, and not have any interference uh, uh, static interference interference. Right. Rana, let me ask you something. Um, for people who want to get involved with this heart with the heart based movement to create a world of interconnectedness, how would you guide them? to starting uh, their journey? Well, of course, I would say first thing, watch the movie. (laughs) But it's really because there's so much information and we have to, you know, let our our consciousness take, you know, really grasp hold of the fact that this is real. It's not a a metaphor anymore, that this heart-based connection is something that really is real and it improves our lives to live this way. And, um, you know, then they can also host a, a, a viewing of the film. We have the, you can host the film into your community. There's all kinds of resources that you can invite people to come and see the movie. You can charge people to do that. You have a screening license. You can invite people into your home to watch it, and, and there's resources that we have available, like a discussion guide, um, questions that you can talk and talk about with each other because we find out that when people watch the movie and they're in a group, they don't want to get up and run for the exit when the movie's over. They kind of sit there in the theater for a while and then they say, well, what just happened? Well, now I can answer the question, what happened is your heart opened in watching the film because as the film says uh, in all its seventh chapter is the tools and teachings of the heart. It's not just a lot of talking heads. We say, here's why. You want to take this heart-based journey, and here's some ideas and suggestions on how to do it. And that really differentiates my film from a lot of things out there. We tell people, you know, here's you know, here's some suggestions on how to take this heart-based journey. So there's a lot of ways you can share the message of the film in your community, and you can also join the Global Coherence Initiative uh, once a month and be part of the group of people praying for peace and care throughout the world. Oh, that's wonderful. I'm going to tap into that. Uh, that's something I knew about the global uh, piece, but I didn't know it was uh, on a monthly basis. I thought it was just uh, certain times of the year where they uh, uh, brought it out and threw it out on the Internet for everybody to join in and uh, global praying. But I will tap into that, and I am definitely going to try to track it. i not try, but I will find the Institute of Heart Math uh, on the uh, web because I'm uh, I'm fascinated with all of this, and I would like to I a little bit deeper into it. And uh, like I said, maybe one of these days, even make a trip out to California and uh, meet people. And I'd love to meet you. So, where where are you based? I go between uh, Phoenix, Arizona, and Chicago, where I am right now, Chicago, Illinois. I have two places, and uh, kind of I, I have my significant other man in my life is a, a physician here in Chicago, so I travel here every other week and 
love going through airport security. It isn't any problem for me at all. I just am going in the heart coherence, and I put I like to put the TSA people at ease doing quick coherence. They don't even know what's hitting them, which is which is compassion, you know. And I'm, I don't have any stress traveling at all. That's just an illusion, you know. If we think travel stressful, it will be. So <laughs> you know all how that works. I I go through the airport. Oh, I, I've traveled. I since I'm 17 years of age, and that's one of the things I do miss is uh, being in and out of airports, believe it or not. that That's what I do best is uh, traveling from country to country. But, Rana, we are out of time, so I want to say from my heart, thank you very much for joining Aging Younger Radio. I truly enjoyed the interview. You gave a lot of insight uh, to my listeners. And I know we will all be a better people once they tap into the film Sacred, Sacred Journey of the Heart. And with that, I'm going to say thank you again. And to our listeners, David and I, we will, we will be back on air next Wednesday at 7 p.m. And thank you for being here. God bless. Thank you, Stephanie. You've been listening to Aging Younger with David and Stephanie Tippy. You've just heard that alternatives to the sickness industry are alive and well, helping you to age younger. The Anti-Aging Clinic is located at 7200 West Commercial Boulevard in Lauder Hill, Florida. You can reach David and Stephanie at 954-742-4430. That phone number again is 954-742-4430. And you can learn more about them on their website, livelonger123.com. Join us every Wednesday and Friday at 1 o'clock for Aging Younger on 1040 WLVJ.